0: Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Gibbon, your host. Now, we have a very special event that's about ready to take place, and before we get started, I'm recording uh, a bit of a background to what we're actually about ready to listen to. The Writers and Illustrators of the Future has been going on now for 38 years, and the uh, this particular event started, I don't know exactly when it was, but it's been about 20, 25 years now, at least, where the illustrators put their art up in a room and then they stand around the side of the room and then the doors are open and the writers are invited in and they go and they find uh, the art for their story. And then they introduce uh, themselves to the um, illustrators. The illustrators introduce themselves to the writers. It's a very emotional event. It turns out to be probably the most the most emotional event of the whole week where the writer who is concerned, like, can somebody, is it, is it something that they can actually come up with a concept? And is it going to be something that makes sense to me? And the illustrator is wondering, okay, what's the writer going to think? Are they going to think I totally missed it or I get it right? I've never seen it, you know, in the 25 or so years that we've been doing this where it's been a problem, but every year it's the same concern where the, the stress level is so high up to the point where the writers and the artists meet each other and they introduce themselves and they talk about how the art is just perfect. The story was so easy to illustrate, what they did to be able to do it, how they did it. It's just an amazing event. So we're about to ready to go into, we're at the Roosevelt Hotel in the theater. So we set it up there with all the the art and the um, the artists are all standing around on the side waiting for us to open the doors. And let the uh, writers come in. Before we get started, I'm here with Echo Chernick, the coordinating judge for the illustrators. And uh, any few words that you want to say before we open the door and let the uh, writers come in? I'm so proud of them.
1: Think the illustrations look so good.
2: Oh, they're, they're just better every year. They're awesome.
0: Absolutely. And then you were a winner eight years ago now? Uh, yes, uh, I was a winner eight years ago. And this is Michael Talbot speaking. Hello. Hello, Michael. So um, any memories have you had when you had the big reveal eight years ago? Oh, yeah. It is
3: definitely easily the most memorable point in the entire week for me. Um, like, the emotions in the room is just, it skyrockets. Um, everybody's teary-eyed. There's excitement. You know, you don't know who's going to uh, see the piece and then how they're going to react. And then once you do see the reaction, it's just like, it's really nice and warm and welcoming and exciting and a, a jumble of emotions, but wanna all good. I want to see the writers uh, cry uh, with excitement.
4: <laughs> I want to see uh, ugly, ugly tears. tears. Oh, yeah, there yes.
3: was a lot of that eight
0: years ago. Okay, I'm going to go take a look at some of the uh, illustrations and see what their what their emotion level is at right now. Ugly tears! <laughs> Are we all set? Okay, good. So um, let's open the doors and let the... Uh, Writers come in and find their artwork. So any particular emotions you've got here on somebody coming to see your art? I'm incredibly excited. <laughs> <laughs> you give me your name first and then... Oh, uh, Zane Lodi.
5: And I'm incredibly, incredibly excited and a little bit nervous. I'm right next to Dan,
0: so I'm scared.
4: This piece <laughs> is right next to mine. <laughs> you
0: yeah, have right, reason to be. He's a brilliant artist. Does so anybody here have any uh, particular... Fears.
6: <laughs> I'm Natalia Salvador, and um, yeah, I'm terrified. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to react. So.
0: Okay, good. I know they're going to love this stuff here. Yep. You want to say your name and then what you're what you're thinking right now?
7: Uh, my name is Anna, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing people's
0: reactions to people reacting to their pieces. Absolutely. And your name and what you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm Ari and I'm generally curious to see how these writers
5: will will react because, well, we're painters, so we have things seen visually and they all have stuff written, they have stuff with words. And so when we paint stuff with pictures, it's just interesting to see how these two dynamics interact with each other.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'll let you go on and see what happens now.
5: Hey, how you doing? Nice. It was hard to get both the kids looking like kids because they're from behind. It's tough. It's okay. It's tough. It's okay. I love the
4: fact that you got the bantu knots, the
1: purple dress. Uh, I, I hadn't even thought of like having like Wisp Magic for the um, knife, but this is this is perfect. This is perfect. I love it.
0: <laughs> so, Azure, what's your... Uh, This is your your story, and uh, what do you think about this this, uh, piece that was uh, done?
7: I love it. He,
1: like, imbued Martin. Okay, Martin's my monster, and he actually got Martin, you know, like he said, Mega Martin, you know, the giant Martin, and he looks scary. I wanted that. (laughs) I wanted Martin to look scary, and he read it and saw that.
7: So, yeah, it's perfect.
4: And Zane? I mean, I'm so glad that she
5: loved the piece. It was... It was really, really a fun, fun task to do. It was a different approach to painting than normally I would do. It's something a little more expressive and uh, loose and more painterly. But I think it got some good energy.
0: Absolutely got amazing energy and really good duplication of the characters, I think.
1: Yes, yes. Even the fact that, you know, you have her barefoot because, you know, somebody else might have missed that detail. But I'm like, you know, (laughs) she was barefoot when she jumped out of that tree,
0: okay? Absolutely. Well, that's great. So,
7: Lilt of a Lark. Yes. So... Did he pass? He passed 100%, 110%. He, he went above, you know. If, if, if A is the top, he's, he's somewhere in the, in, the, in the ether above A. Yeah, it's r- incredible, I would
0: <laughs> What about, what? anything about this story that was inspirational? Because I, I love your art. It's just, the color is amazing.
1: Thank you. Um, he made my job easy. Uh, it was such an enjoyable story. I loved uh, the themes. The animal themes present in underneath the surface and all these different components, and uh, he described things so well that it was not hard for me to picture it in my mind. And then it was just putting it on a page, you know. And so uh, thrilled to meet him, and thrilled to meet Michael, and uh, so grateful for the experience. Yeah.
0: And just the colors you use really fit the color of the story.
7: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, like obviously, there's quite a Quite a lot of colors and symbolism in the story. And Brett has, has put them on paper in a way that I could not have imagined myself. I this is it's great. It's, the, the whole thing is I'm blown away by, by the accuracy. Uh, and, and honestly, just looking at the, the picture now, the amount of color there is there and the amount of contrasting colors and yet it, it just is so beautiful to look at. This is absolutely perfect for the story that I, I wrote. So yeah, honestly, I, I hope we can work together more in the future, this is amazing. Like. So in other words, you,
0: you do like it then?
7: Yeah, yeah, I, I think you could say that, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's great. Yeah. So we have the illustrator and writer for the mystical Farago.
7: i absolutely love it that's so good it's beautiful i was thinking yeah i was like
0: this is envy haskell nicole who's just seen the art and just met her artist for the first moment
8: this is gorgeous thank you so much
0: so you got your question answered
1: oh what was
0: that that's i hope she likes when you'll see if she's gonna like it or not when i saw you earlier
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Do what? I walked go- by and I'm like, that's really yeah. pretty. So, this is, yeah, this but is but beautiful. I
1: faces. I I'm glad you like with, it. I do. Oh,
6: Thank do you really so sense? much. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah.
5: uh, I don't really draw women in face.
0: That's great. <laughs> so, evidently, Lazarus, it's a pass on your uh, artwork from uh, Tenzin. It's a what? It's a pass? It's a pass. Oh. <laughs> Like, by. It's like, it's like- oh yeah, yeah. No, he,
5: he did he did a killer job, absolutely killer job. And this was a very difficult story. He had to invent. I don't want to say he needed to invent a scene, but he had to construct a scene that represented the story without pulling something that was actually in the in the story because it has a surprise ending and a very complicated set of visuals throughout it. So, I'm really proud of him. Uh, this this is killer. I'm really.
2: Proud. Yeah. um it was, it was a really challenging piece. Like um, I had to use a lot of different uh, techniques and methods, but I had a lot of fun with it. It was a really great story to illustrate.
0: Psychic Poster by Lazarus Chernick and illustrated by Tenzin Rangdal. And it's amazing. I was curious, it was funny talking with uh, Echo, your wife, who's the coordinating judge, saying, I know what it is, and he does it. And...
5: Oh, she teased, she teased me. She teased me so badly. I'd be sitting there writing, trying to work on something. She'd lean up behind me. She's like, what you doing? I'm like, oh, we're going to try to finish this chapter. She's like, I know what it looks like. And then she'd run away.
0: Yeah. It's a beautiful piece there, Tanzan. It's great. It was a hard story. What you pulled together on this does encapsulate the story.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like the ending, but I know I couldn't illustrate it because that'd be a spoiler. So I try to encapsulate the general story The general feel of the story.
0: You did a great job of it. Well done.
2: (laughs) And he's in high school. (laughs) He's in frickin' high school.
0: Imagine what going to be like when he gets to be old like you and me.
2: Okay, old like me. I'll I'll help you get there, Mark.
4: That's great.
0: (laughs) All right, so um, you found your... uh, Oh, yeah. I found it. There was no question. I knew it right away. I got a little worried because we were at the
5: end
7: here, but I knew it from the second I saw it, and he did a perfect job.
0: So this is ZT Bright with his story, the Magic Book of Destruction, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. This, we did that podcast interview with him earlier this afternoon, so this is great. So tell me about what. You, first of all, did you uh, appreciate his appreciation?
5: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, to be honest, but it was a fun, fun surprise. Yeah.
0: That's good. So this is GT um, Bright and Ari Zaritsky, who's the artist of this. And um, it's great just seeing people when they, you know, artists over the years have been doing this thing kind of, kind of like, oh, they're not going to recognize my art or they're not going to see this. And all of a sudden they just make a beeline to it. And um, the only thing I found that the, art, the writers have has, have hesitated over that something that beautiful could be their story. It's like, just like you've got your perspective, they've got the same perspective, 180 degree opposite of that.
5: It's also interesting as well as, as artists and like, I have seen this picture like 300 times now. And so I'm used to all of it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know what this is. But I keep forgetting that like the writers and like everyone else, they're seeing it for the first time. And that like first impression is like, you see something different. And I'm t- also trying to get over that confidence-wise because I'm trying to look at my own stuff, but like I'm looking at it objectively, and I'm like, man, this stuff's garbage. But I mean, well, I mean, it's more of like I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, this is where we can improve. But like my classmates back in my college, they're like, this is amazing. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, uh, so it's like the curse of knowledge and just seeing it for so for uh, for that long, that many times.
0: That's good. It's um, it's it's brilliant. And you totally capture the story, and you really get like what's happening here with this, with this book and what's happening so that's yeah. you know, it, it's very clear. It's, this is illustration at its best.
5: I tried, I also tried to capture as many like of those hidden details from the story itself. Like, specifically, like BW was bald and like the city in the background was destroyed and then like why it was because of the book which I have in the background and like as uh, ZT explained it, the snaky essence of the book, I had that like plume of, Smoke in the shape of a snake to like push that, uh, push that like description even further. And so, yeah, I just want to hide as many of those details as much as possible into into this book cover.
1: No, the clothes they're wearing, the clothes they're wearing is just like fits them perfectly. So, that's great,
0: that's awesome. Well, well done, and uh, congratulations to you. And you got something you can then hang with pride in your room. That's excellent, great. So, um, d- did you find your writer? Okay, good. So, um, we've got the Tsutsu.
4: We're saying it Tsutsu Katspa Suramase.
0: Okay, good. So, we got uh, Rebecca here, who we've done a, um, an interview with already, but now she's just seen her uh, picture for the first time. And we've got Natalia Salvador, who's the uh, artist. So, what was your first impression? How long did it take you to figure out it was yours? Well, as
4: soon as I saw it, it was the last one that I came up on, but as soon as I saw it, I knew instantly. You know, on the podcast you can't see that I'm wearing fox earrings because that's so important to the story. And so I recognized it almost immediately and it just I was literally my breath was taken away. I was just gasping.
0: So did you get your um concern addressed and handled satisfactorily?
6: <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very happy. When I saw her reaction, at first I was scared that she was crying because she didn't like it. <laughs> but then I saw her smiling, so... Those happy tears. Yeah, I know, but it's amazing that she likes it.
0: What about the story made it easiest for you to illustrate it?
6: Oh, well, I, I don't know what to say about that because I found the, the story so touching, the, so full of emotion that everything in it uh, inspired me really.
0: That's great. Anything else you want to say about the art? Because it's um it's beautiful, obviously.
6: Well,
4: it's a historical fantasy piece, and the research that went into this is is really staggering and very touching. And I just I'm just blown away by how perfect this image is.
0: That's great. Well, congratulations, Natalia. You done did really, really, really good. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Good. So. So what do you think about your uh, I art? Think, I think it's glorious. He pictured, he got everything. It, it's it's beyond my imagination. I, I can't believe I I'm so honored to oh, have thank you. So uh, much. to have him do my and I'm honored that she's honored. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> that was the one of the couple of things about the event that you know that I was nervous about. So that I hope the author loves it. My wife goes, "Oh yeah yeah yeah, she will." Yeah, so well, I hope so. You know, so yeah. Nervous Nervous, but now I'm glad.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this is the painting for the uh, story, The Greater Good. And um, so what made you decide to pick that section of the story?
7: Well, that's I was explaining to him that I, I really wanted to, you know, sort of uh, get the uh, impression of what is happening. Uh, without giving too much of the story away, but I did, I did want it to be enticing. What is going on here? So, I really you know want to get that across to the viewer to make them pick up the uh, the book and read it
0: that 's what it 's supposed to do, and that 's what it 's going to do. Anything about it for you that like kind of goes uh, that makes it like that uh, image for you Well, I like that you could see space behind it and that there 's a solitary his name is Adrian, the character there solitary Adrian, and he also feels isolated in the book and this, this shows it perfectly. He encapsulated the idea perfectly which is great I'm glad you like it <laughs> I guess you are too <laughs> I am. <glad> I <laughs> all right and now we're back with Natalia who did actually two pieces and so now we're with Mike Jack Stombos who's got his story uh the squid is my brother so um what's your take first of all on how long it take you to find your story Oh, that, it was instant.
1: Yeah, it was very easy to recognize that specific scene and that specific reaction, not just from the, uh, the main character, but from the girl in back who is going in some form, ew, put away the monster. And, and yeah, when you see it, you can, like, you can hear that and you can feel that, you know, the ridicule from one character to the other, which is a big component of the beginning of the story. And I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, the energy captured for it was wonderful.
0: Okay, so it looks like you uh, have two home runs on this one now. So any comments about this one?
6: Um. I have a lot of fun doing such a piece because uh, it was my first time into science fiction illustration. So, and I was really worried because I decided to illustrate a lot of characters in it, and it was hard. <laughs> but
0: no, but it's great. I mean, it's very obviously that story, but it's, um, and you can see, you know, the various things that that the. Um, his symbiote is doing, putting it over the eyes, and he talks about in the story, you just, you, you duplicated the story, which is an important thing for a good illustration.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: How many times did you have to read the story, how many times did you read it?
6: Mm, at least three, because I, I read the first one, with, and then I a second one, uh, like underlining important things, and also because I'm not a native, I also go and find, look for words that I don't really understand, so... Yeah, three, four times maybe.
0: <laughs> Good. Well, you did an amazing job. You did, you've got two amazing pieces of art, so congratulations, to Talia.
6: Thank you very much.
0: And I'm glad you uh, like your art because this is going to be something that will be awesome to put in your, uh, in your uh, study or wherever you uh, do your writing and that inspiration. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Okay, great. Describe the, the story and your take on the art that she did.
8: So the story is kind of set in a world where your death is a physical creature that follows you around. Um, and the coming-of-age ritual in that world is that you go to the forest and you catch your death. Um,
0: Which is the name of the story?
8: It's called Catching My Death, yeah. So if you get a nice, cuddly, cute little one, you're going to have a, a long, good life. But if you get a big, scary-looking one, that's, you know, that, that's not good.
0: It's definitely not good.
8: And it's um, a young girl who... Who gets a, a not so good death, and she decides to do something a bit drastic about it?
0: Absolutely. Now, is this something you have over in in England that we don't have here in America, where you can go catch your death?
8: Uh, Wales, not England. Be very careful with that. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, we we, we keep this ritual to ourselves, you know. it's, it's a secret. But
0: okay, good. I'm still
8: a bit so they're, they're not going to let me back in, you know.
0: <laughs> have you? Uh are you going to call or are we going to get something to Caitlin so she knows your reaction or I guess?
8: Yeah, Maliva said she could get me in touch with her so I can say thank you because it's such a beautiful piece.
0: It is. That's great. Well, I'm glad you like it. Thanks, John. Okay. So where's your artist?
7: He's,
0: he's gone.
7: He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. He's, he's uh, yeah.
0: Okay, good. He's so um,
7: last year. anyway, so
0: this him? is our grand prize winner from last year who's got an One illustrator.
7: Just to clarify. 2020,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel clarified. So it's a story called The Trade, and this is Chris Winspear, or C. Winspear, however you want to to, to go. In the book, if you're reading it, Sea C. Winspear, but in real life, it's Chris. Yeah, that C, believe it
7: or not, it stands for Chris. Crazy world.
0: <laughs> so what's your take on the, on your art?
7: Oh, I love this. As soon as I saw it, uh, it was funny. As soon as I, uh, they, they, they first, like, Flash it up on screen for like a second. I'm like, that's mine. And friends like, whoa, calm down. We haven't we haven't labeled who's who's yet. And I'm like, nah, but I know. I know that's mine. I could tell straight away. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was, the way he uh, I guess displayed the main character, of the story, and that sort of alluring pose was perfect. It, it, yeah, I, I could not have seen how anyone could have done nearly this good a job. This is incredible. Well,
0: that's great. And I'm uh, I remember you you. When we did the reveal on the Zoom yeah. event, that
7: you immediately like,
0: chooom, you jumped right in there and. and yeah, yeah that's
7: right. Yeah, and actually, um, later on, I got Arthur to send me the file uh, and we printed it out, and I have it hanging on my, my kind of office next to where I write. So it's a good. Your little room that you run around in circles in? Yeah, we're running around in circles. It's one of those walls, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So if I ran too hard, I ran straight into this. and It's great inspiration. Because so I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's the character. It's the, based on the story I won. I need to keep writing, you know, because I have been afforded these great opportunities that, you know, I've got to make these people proud, basically. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's great. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. So where's your art? Right there. All right. And you must be the one that... You're from the Midwest, so it, it, yeah. it, it's such a Midwestern image. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's actually based
1: on uh, Western Oregon, but Western Oregon, like there are parts of it that once you like turn away from the mountains, look exactly like, say, Nebraska or Kansas. or. Yeah, I
0: was born in Kansas. I was like, Kansas?
1: So like the trees are a little bit different, but other than that, I'm just like, oh, I'm, if I'm doing a landscape like this, I'm, I'm in my comfort zone. So.
0: Okay, so just give me your name and then also the, what we're, which image we're talking about.
1: Uh, I'm Nick Jesba, and I'm talking about uh, Gallows, the illustration that I did for the story, so.
0: And what's your take on this one, Desmond, on the, uh, what do you think of his artwork? That is an incredible example of storytelling, like you can look at that image
4: and the tension, the emotional tension, the setting, you can feel the theme pop out through the story, not to mention a beautiful spectrum of colors. That is Nick is clearly a very talented guy. This is an amazing product, and I'm so happy to meet him and
0: and see this thing come to life visually. That's great. Did you guys get a picture with the uh, with the art and stuff? i probably 10 pictures already. So that's great. You know, it's it so tells that story. You know, so that's well done. I've it's. You did a good job, and, and Echo is just an amazing as an art director, too.
1: She helped a lot. Like, I was going through a lot of stuff where I was trying to, like, work with things I wasn't exactly comfortable with, and she, like, helped guide me into, like, working in my own, like, style, basically, to find a solution for it. So that was really helpful.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. She, she loves doing the art direction stuff, and, and, like, intentionally what she does, she goes for people's strengths and helps them with their strengths and just reinforce that and the stuff they're not so much good. You don't need it. Yeah yeah that, that was absolutely great like i was trying to do like interior bar scenes
1: with characters and that is just not up my alley in terms of like illustrations. so like when she was just like oh no we can do like exterior landscape stuff we can do a big storm like yeah i was i was really happy with it once i got to that point so
0: that's great i'm glad you like it
4: yeah clearly i mean he leveraged his strengths there to to use the 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 elements of the sky doing some lightning the rain the clouds like you get this feel of uh, doom and tension, and then you have the FBI agent standing right there waiting for his targets to arrive, and in the background you have the the building that is the pseudo city.
0: I mean, it is, uh, you did really well, my friend. That's great. Thanks. All right, so here we are. So so we got uh, Arthur uh, Dweco, who yep. illustrated you got it. for the Federation. So, um, and you're the Author yep. uh, for the Federation. Yeah. So first of all, uh, tell me your name and uh, your reaction. How long took you to find us? Uh,
3: instantaneously. Uh, my name is J.A. I write under the name of J.A. Becker, um, but people call me Tony. And I walked in the door and I just knew instantly as soon as I saw it that it was mine. And I was totally blown away and really surprised and actually a bit emotional on uh, taking a look at it. Because it's like somebody else is, like understood what you wrote which seems kind of impossible when you're a writer that somebody else would understand and get it and then he has and taken his own stance on it and the the child in the photo is like making me really sad and emotional which it's supposed to do yeah. but but it's like the death of a of a of a character and he's like captured that like like I don't know what you eloquently and it's like moving so it's really kind of crazy actually
0: honestly yeah no it's just amazing i mean it, it was that was a very intense scene that point there too in the, in yeah. the story yeah. and uh it doesn't give the ending away but it just it shows there's some serious emotion happening there yeah in the, the facts of what uh, what i was shooting for this is a complicated story there are a lot of a lot of subplots running around in this story and so i've decided to focus
7: on an action scene that has a lot of emotional content that would capture the reader's attention without telling you what the story is about. It's always a trick, right, when you, when you try to illustrate a story. So this isn't exactly the finale, but it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you don't know that. You just see there's some serious action happening there. Right. Who is that? And if you look really close, you can see there's a definite similarity in, in who they are. The blonde hair, the, even this, the same type of, of hair style there. So... Um, it does create a mystery, like, what's happening there? Well, there's definitely a mystery w- between this woman and the child uh, that's floating in the water there.
7: It looks very dead. So there's a notion content there, and what exactly happened? And what is exactly going to happen next? So yeah. there's a couple of mysteries there. One is sad, and one is whoa. <laughs> yeah.
0: my, f-
3: my favorite, honestly, is, like, her face, which has, like, the care and the love of, like, a real mother, and she's his mother, and so it's, like... It's just there and captured, and you can tell that she loves him, which is, like I think, really hard to do in, a, in, a, in, a, in an illustration. Um, and it's moving, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing, honestly.
0: Well, good. I'm, I'm, I guess then you like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That's great. Thank you. Stop fight. Yes. Oh, good. All right, so is your counterpart here, too, or...?
1: No, Just he wasn't able to make it. Yeah. Okay, so tell
0: me about this this piece and then your name and the name of the art. Uh, so my name is John Cumming. I am the
1: author of the story "The Island on the Lake," which this is based off of. Uh, we didn't get to talk to the artist because he unfortunately wasn't able to come. But um, I I really love how vibrant this picture is. Um, I think it's a really amazing depiction. I really wish I got to talk to the artist, but I'm hoping to link up with him soon.
0: Yeah, we'll arrange so you can yeah, can I speak to him? I think we weren't able to get a visa form was the problem.
1: Yeah. No, but it's I think it's um it's an exact scene that I picture, but in a really different way. It's more like a like a jungle setting, which I really like. So it really comes alive. I, I appreciate
0: it a lot. That's great. Yeah, it looks like everybody's gonna go up there, so you need to take your art with you. All right, so give me your uh, name because you're the author and then yourself as the artist and then what how long it took you to find that uh, piece of uh, art for your story?
2: Uh, I'm Ryan Cole. I'm from Volume Thirty Seven, and uh, how long I took to find it? Oh, it was right in front of me—the <laughs> first one I saw.
0: So, uh, what'd you think of it?
2: It's amazing. It captures the essence of the story perfectly.
0: And what do you think of? So, your name, and then uh, a little bit about the story from your perception.
9: My name is Jeff Weiner. I'm the artist, and from my perspective, uh, the writer he, he took a he, he took a, a, a big risk in bringing these two elements together and and trying to bring the the, the character surprise and mix in with a, a demon and have them look like oh my god surprise the demons behind seemed to fit in with just about just like right at the end of the story is it was, is it was kind of the, so that's the scene I chose to go with and I'm I'm glad. I'm glad Ryan
0: likes it. <laughs> I'm
9: glad he likes it. Yeah, so it was
0: really an honor. Absolutely. And w- what's amazing is the theme of your story, It's we haven't had one of those before in Rise of the Future that I remember, you know, taking um, something very religious in a whole, you know, that whole um, history of, of Judaism, pulling that and turning it into a science fiction story or a fantastical story, I should say, and uh, so successfully pulled it off. So what was the inspiration of being able to do that? Uh,
2: I was channeling the seders that I attended as a kid uh, with my family because my mom's side of the family is Jewish. So I wanted to do something related to Judaism, and I was hoping, I mean, I learned, relearned stuff while writing the story, and I was hoping to teach people that didn't had never attended a seder or didn't know anything about Jewish holidays, something about them.
0: Yeah, so it's um, it's not historical fiction. It's <laughs> it's it's got the it's got the facts in there with scientific lies. Well, the uh, the the pieces he picked out are, are
9: are are deep in superstition. These are these are you know wives' tales, superstition, and and bringing them forward and integrating them into a story. Was is, is really a unique is really unique because they, they they are he didn't invent them they were they were they were there but and he just integrated them into this compelling story so it has a it has a lot of meaning in that regard because there's a lot of creativity in figuring out how to make that all work together.
0: I, I totally agree, and what's amazing too is just the specific pairing of the writer to the illustrator on this because your understanding of this being um, uh, Jewish as well. To be able to, to understand that and really convey that is, I think added a lot of dimension that wouldn't otherwise be there. So, so I embedded in in the smoke.
9: There's a Hebrew, um, there's Hebrew letters, and you you can't see it, but if you you look for it, you'll see it. It's there, and I put a mezuzah, a broken mezuzah, on the wall, and it's facing, it's it's leaning the right direction. So there are, you're right. I mean, there are pieces that you wouldn't know if you weren't Jewish that those to put them in there and why they're relevant
0: which is great and did you notice that when you first saw it
9: i
2: know i'm so glad that i could talk to <laughs> jeff about it um i think it really adds a lot to the illustration
0: yeah it's, it's it's amazing i mean echo is amazing too as an art director to be able to uh help on on things you know with all the art in general but um again that you've got an established illustrator who has an understanding of what you were doing there really makes it a lot easier. When I saw it, it, was like, it gave me much more understanding of what it is you were actually writing. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I totally agree. I, I
9: love it.
0: <laughs> it. Like, If the objective is, the, the, the
9: name of the short story is completely descriptive, but s- someone's got to look at a cover and they're going to go, What? They're going to say, the the kid's got a yarmulke on, and there's a demon. It's like, it's such a strange mix of images that you wouldn't see before that it was my hope that it would be compelling enough to pick it up. Say, wait, what is this? And if we can get just that that much, um, then the art would have been a success. success Because the
2: title could really be figurative, too. I mean, you don't know if the demons are actually there. So looking at the illustration, you know that there will be there will be demons.
0: the demons will be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad you uh, like the art, and I'm glad you like the story. You no, know, it was fant- it was
9: great. It was great. I I, I look forward to doing more. He's going to turn it into a series, and then he's going to turn it into an anthology, and then he's going <laughs> to turn it into a movie. And so I'm just going to be I'm just going to be tagging along, you know, making stuff along the way to help uh, show the world his uh, his his uh, demented image of Seder. Okay, good. <laughs> I hope so. That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. That's well done to both of you. Thank you. Thank great. You
3: yeah.
0: Thanks for that. And here we are with Tom Wood, who just arrived. Hey, Tom. How are you? <laughs> so, we just finished the uh, art reveal here and so I just walking ready to pack it up and then I see Tom there. And so um yeah, I was
4: I uh, we, we just got here um Joni said that they were viewing the art, so we just threw our bags in, just raced down here as fast as we could because I couldn't wait to see to see all the uh, art pieces along with the riders next to them. So uh, we got a, about five minutes of that. So, yeah, not bad, not bad. I'm I'm anxious to see uh, how the the big winner
0: at the end of it. You'll be seeing that one.
4: And then you talk to everybody tomorrow. Yes. Yep. Tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure what time Echo. What's it? In the afternoon. Yep. All right. Yeah. I'm excited to. Uh, you know, talk to them about um, you know getting started in the artwork show them a lot of my fantasy artwork and some of my corporate artwork and corporate clients as well so hopefully uh, they'll be uh, open-minded
0: to it absolutely and I look forward to talking to you some more about this, this is this is the podcast that will be for the art reveal that we're doing that's going to be airing in a few weeks but uh, definitely do something else talking with you separately because uh, yours was, has been one of the most successful artist podcasts that I know. I've done. That you guys said I can't believe that it did that well I mean that was
4: great so you know it's a it's a cool story from uh right coming up in the middle of nowhere Arkansas and, and being getting able to come to events like this and being able to work with clients you know that I've been able lucky enough to have so it's uh it's it's, it's really kind of a Cinderella story
0: that's great so I'm glad to see you and uh be talking to you more thanks All right. thanks John so There you have it we 've gone through, and I was able to interview most of them. I was walking around with a microphone in my hand to talk to the writers and illustrators. All the art that they're referring to can be found in Writers of the future volume thirty eight it 's available at uh, on Amazon Barnes and Noble as an ebook right now and it'll be um, also a trade paperback uh, shortly but it's um, it's amazing art and it's it's the only book out there it 's the only competition out there where you have both the combination of the writers and the artists working together to uh, give a much stronger communication than you find anywhere out there. And the fact that you've got uh, these new, newly published authors being illustrated with uh, with world-class illustrations is done nowhere else. So that explains why the Elvin Hopper Presents Writers to Future Always maintains itself as the best-selling anthologies of science fiction and fantasy out there, year after year after year. So I do hope you avail yourself of it. Anyway, so I'm um, be wrapping up now. Uh, here we are at, like I said, at the Roosevelt Hotel, and this is um, the art reveal that was just done, where the illustrators and artists met themselves for the first time, and the judges were there on hand to be able to see the reactions. So thank you for listening and subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've also been syndicated on the United Public Radio Network where you can find these podcasts as well. Writers of the Future series can be purchased wherever books are sold in the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, and South Africa, and available everywhere via amazon.com. Writers and illustrators of the future are contests created by Elrin Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. Again, thank you very much for tuning in.